You're listening to the Geek and Glitter podcast, where we talk all things geeky, from fashion to lifestyle. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 61. I'm Wendy, one of your hosts, and uh, joining me, as always, on every Saturday morning is Nikita Francois, my co-host. Good morning. It's been too long without my dear, dear Wendy, but how are you? Hello, hello. I'm good. I miss you. Uh, I am... I mean, I didn't have the best sleep last night. You know how you have one of those, you just wake up for no reason? Oh, aww. And you just like, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to but sleep. No. Nope. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> and then you finally fall asleep. And then 10 minutes later, your alarm goes off. You're Is like, he well, right? It's time to get up. I'm like, oh, okay. I <laughs> yeah. guess I'm not going to move as quickly or have the clearest brain today. <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Okay. So for today, we have a couple of fun, a little different topics, but they still kind of fit into the realm of geekiness. And here on the podcast, we talk from anything from beauty routines to the latest fashion, makeup, or the latest news in movie and pop culture. Uh, And before we jump into our main topics that Nikita and I have picked on our own, we kind of want to do a little you know, warm up session, little icebreaker to catch up. And the one thing I do want to talk about uh, is the Netflix Tudum event. This was like a three hour live stream commercial for Netflix for their upcoming shows. Mm-hmm. Did you get to watch a little bit of it? I was able after the fact, I watched some clips here and there on YouTube, but oh my gosh, did they throw in anything and everything Netflix related into this event? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they teased a lot of upcoming stuff like season four of Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. season four also, uh, but of Stranger Things. If you're into Witcher, they showed Witcher. There were just so many things. The K content, which makes my heart so happy. <laughs> but I was really the most looking forward to Cowboy Bebop live action and The Sandman. And uh-huh. I was very happy with both of those presentations. Too short, in my opinion. But nonetheless, I'm just excited for what's to come on Netflix because Netflix doesn't have like a specific like fandom they're after, right? They right. kind of have a collective a collection of a lot of things. So when I saw like that they were doing a live action Cowboy Bebop, they cast John Cho and his hair mm-hmm. in the show. <laughs> and, <his> <laughs> and then they gave us an opening of um what the for the live action series is going to look like. And it almost and I say almost because they couldn't do all the scenes, but they it almost matches the original anime opening, which I thought was pretty cool. Right, right. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a good time. It was last Saturday, which is why we skipped last week's episode, and it was a lot. It was a lot of like, as a content creator trying to cover the sh- the the live stream, and I was like, how should I do it? So on the Movie Couple channel, we just co streamed it, which I saw. And Ooh, loved thanks. and enjoyed. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was a good time. It was definitely a good time for sure. I thought it was pretty interesting. And I'm excited for all these uh, shows that are coming out. And especially Stranger Things, Cobra Kai, um, Bridgerton. I mean, they have some good stuff coming. I can't wait. And I'm a Witcher fan too. So I'm super, it's been way too long since we had uh, season one end of Witcher. I know. How long has it feels like years ago? Two years? I think it's two years now. Yeah. Yeah. And the next thing I kind of want to think talk about is I was experiencing some major FOMO because I was looking at a lot of my journalist friends, uh, Instagram, their social, and they were all receiving this like magical package from Urban Decay slash Marvel because they did a lab and I'm like what is this and you know the next movie coming up for Marvel is the Eternals oh my goodness so they released they did a you know Urban Decay did a collab with Marvel and did a whole full collection Mm -hmm. for the movie and I was just looking at all my friends photos I'm like man I love Urban Decay a lot of their products are vegan and cruelty free you know I own like 50 million naked palettes (laughs) <laughs> and I was just like experiencing major FOMO. I was like, well, you know, when right. it comes out in the store, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go buy it or something like that. Right. So then this package shows up at my door oh my gosh. and I, and I almost screamed and I couldn't believe it. 
So they sent the full collection. Oh my goodness. I was like, are you kidding me right now? It's it might be oh, the prettiest sad. collab that Urban Decay has done for a show or, or movie um in a while. I remember really in love being really in love with the Game of Thrones collab that they did. Thought it was gorgeous. And I was like, man, but it wasn't like a Right. I don't remember it being a full collection. I think I only just really wanted the palette because the throne popped up when you when you open this thing. Um, there was there was a reason why I didn't get it. I don't know if it was sewed out or 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 maybe I just changed my mind or something. But I ended up not getting it, even though I loved it. But this one uh, okay. comes with. Let's see. It comes with a fifteen pan shadow. Um, that has a mixture of mattes and shimmers and pearls. It has two highlighters, four 24-7 glide-on pencils, and those are, like, waterproof. And then this new thing, I don't think they I've seen it before. It's called the, the Lip Eclipse, and it's kind of, like, almost like a, you know, not super opaque. Um, almost like, I don't want to call it, like, a lip tint because it's not, or, like, a tinted moisturizer. I think it's more pigmented than that, but it's supposed to be really moisturizing. Mm-hmm. So, and then a exclusive pin that they that they send over. Yeah, I was just like, oh, my gosh. So, oh, I haven't oh, nice. swatched it yet because my hands are not clean. But everything you see here is very colorful. Uh, kind of re- reminds me of the Eternals trailer. So you've got your like purples, your gold, your blues and greens. Uh, right. Yeah, the packaging's so pretty that usually you know you just Super tear out the packaging. package and I mean I'm I'm not a savage. I open it carefully. <laughs> but then you kind of eventually you throw it away because <laughs> what you want is the goodie inside. But the packaging is kind of holographic. And yeah, it's really cool. And I'm yeah, the most curious yeah, about these lip so eclipses. Cool. And so I'll probably do a post on the Geek and Glitter website to show them, uh, to kind of show you guys the swatches and stuff like that. But okay. these feel really, really good. And this is like the red. I'm showing Nikita on the camera. Yeah, it's really, really pretty. Okay, uh, and I'll send oh, you photos really of like pretty. the swatches later because like I really want to wash my hands before I swatch. Just in case. Uh, what I thought was cool was the, and before we move on to the eyeshadow palette, cause that's like the main event, but the, uh, what is it? The highlighters come in a very different shape. They're triangles. The packaging is in a triangle. The pan is still in a circle form. Oh, look at that. But yeah. the, uh, pa- the packaging is triangle. It's got the Eternals logo on it. And when you open it, it has a that quote inside cool. that says inspire greatness Yes, inspire greatness across the universe. And uh, it's kind of got a gold one and then a rosy gold one, which are so, so, so pretty. And I guess I'm going to be putting away the rest of the makeup that's on my vanity right now because I got to make room for all the pretty stuff. (laughs) Um, So let me show you the palette because it's 15 pan. And like, you know, Urban Decay don't play when it comes to eyeshadow. It's super pigmented. I, I believe you also own a ton of makeup from Urban Decay. Yeah, yeah. Because like you said, I love the fact, you know, vegan, cruelty-free, and the pigmentation, super strong and long-lasting. For me, that's huge. I tend to use eyeshadow primer before putting on eyeshadow because I get greasy all in my T-zone. So if I don't put anything on, any eyeshadow I put falls away except for Urban yeah, Decay. Yeah, it's really pigmented. Uh, even without the primer and when then when you have the primer on it like really really right. does that like it just sticks to your eyes until you take it off exactly so yeah. i love it I, I don't even need a swatch to know that how pigmented it's going to be just because i own so many urban decay stuff but here is the palette it's right. got, oh look at that oh, it's, so it's cool. really beautiful like a navy blue kind of the galaxy blue type of a thing got the gold eternals writing on it with marvel and then eternals urban decay but the best part is when you open it there's a pop up, ah, and it's the logo that kind of that. floats. Oh, so I love that so much, and I promise I'll be posting <laughs> photos, whether it's on social, on the Geek and Glitter social, or the website, so you guys can see. Because I know hearing it, um, it's you're kind of like, what are they seeing right now? So underneath the pop up, you have your 15 pans. Ooh, oh, very. Pretty. And what I really like is the middle roll is essentially mostly mattes, with the exception of one shimmer. 
Uh, and they're all very neutral colors. But then the right. top and bottom roll goes a little bit more pearly, glitter, metallic, and they definitely play with a little bit more color. They have a green, like a little jade green that's definitely a glitter or a metallic. But I like that for the Eternals. Like, I, could, I feel like I can see Gemma Chen wearing these colors. You know mm, what I mean? I can see it. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it fits the vibe of what we're seeing so far in the trailers. Um, and it gives you that outer space, erythrial sort of a feel. So I think they really nailed exactly. it with this collection. You know how usually you and I talk about tons of collabs from different makeup brands, not just Urban Decay. We've talked about how sometimes it's just a palette with you know and they slap like the sticker of whatever brand yeah and it's kind of like mm, yeah disappointing. and you're like this yeah. really doesn't make me feel like it's an eternals you know uh collection but like you know or or enter whatever fandom you want in there but this yeah definitely does like that as a collection it feels very cohesive from the packaging to the names to the colors that they picked so i'm really happy with this one and it's available right now on urban decay's website if you want to get it so the whole the whole collection nice. everything i just talked about here that is awesome and again the theming the colors everything kind of very cohesive and works together. I think it's what you would expect if you were to envision, oh, Urban Decay is making, you know, makeup palettes and highlighters. I wonder what the color scheme would be. This fits exactly what I would have exactly. in my mind. Exactly. And it, a part of me almost don't want to like wear it because it's so pretty right, and right. pretty right, right now. <laughs> I hear you. I feel the same way, especially when it's yes. good collabs like this. It's kind of like, I don't want to touch it. It looks perfect. It's as so it perfect. Is. But then it's like, what are you going to do? You just have all this makeup, you know, sitting on your vanity and you're not going to use it. Like, right. what's the point? So I definitely will be starting <laughs> to use it. One of the, the lip eclipses, I forgot the name of it, but it's got this like shimmery purple that looks really pretty. Ooh, and I wonder if I could. Perfect for this yeah, time of year. And I wonder if I could top it over a different color too, to kind of change up the, the oh. shade a little bit. So I'm going to be playing with. Playing with makeup again. I, I used to love playing with makeup all the time. And I feel like my routine has shifted to more skincare than makeup. But this collection kind of dragged me right back in. <laughs> you were sucked right back, back in. in. Thank you, Urban Decay and Marvel for sending that over. I feel very, very, very lucky and no, lo no longer feeling the FOMO. Yay! <laughs> uh, Nikita, talk to me about Disney's Merriest Nights. Yes. So Disneyland and I think Disney World too. I could be wrong. I would have to double check, but for sure Disneyland, if you're here or have plans to travel to California for the holiday season, has this exclusive limited event coming up this year for the first time called Disney's Merriest Nights. It is all things Christmas and holiday related, which we typically get you know, at the Disneyland park every single year. However, this one is really, really specific in that it is only for five days throughout November and December. What you'll get with your ticket is an evening admission. So kind of think, you know, how um, Universal does um, Halloween Horror Nights in the evenings only. Same thing for Disney's Merriest Nights. I think it begins at 6 p.m., but you can arrive at 5 p.m. with um, a little bit of time to explore the park beforehand. You'll get access to a few attractions that will stay open late. And what is unique to this experience is their six merry parties that will be taking place during the night. So they will have six different sections throughout Disneyland um, themed to specific characters. We have Mickey Mouse, who will be throwing his Victorian themed party on Main Street. We have Miguel from Coco having a Feliz Navidad party in front of Frontierland. Princess Tiana hosting her New Orleans holiday party in New Orleans Ooh. Square. For you Frozen fans, Anna will be throwing a themed party in Fantasyland. We have Lilo and Stitch having a <laughs> tropical theme party at Adventureland, which is that one sounds like so much fun. And then last but most certainly not least, we have our Toy Story hero, Buzz Lightyear, throwing a Tomorrowland party in Tomorrowland. So with your ticket, you'll be able to bounce around to these different sections and areas throughout the park to enjoy these parties. They will also have, you know, exclusive 
photo ops. So backdrops themed to each of these sections where if you have the uh, photo pass, you can take pictures, download them on the app and uh, be able to share it with family and friends. And yeah, I, I think this is really interesting and cool. I don't know why they're doing it, why they decided, oh, let's do five nights of this, you know, random holiday themed party night throughout Disneyland. But if you are a fan of some of these specific characters and the parties they're throwing in front of each section, I think this can be a very fun, fun event to attend. It's getting me already in the mood for Christmas and we haven't even had Thanksgiving yet. (laughs) I know. I know. It's, It's weird to be thinking about all these holiday things already when we haven't had Thanksgiving, we haven't even had Halloween yet. So true. But they're, they're coming full, full steam ahead. Um, I will say if you want tickets to act fast, because although it is five nights, three of those nights are already <gasps> sold Seriously? Out. Seriously. Ooh. Ticket prices start at $165 and the only evenings available are Tuesday, November 16th and Tuesday, November 30th. So that's that would be the Tuesday before Thanksgiving and then the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. So again, if you want to attend, you only have those two nights to select from. So jump on those tickets ASAP. And they are including, um, I think it's discounted theme park tickets. So if you want to go spend the whole day there and then go straight into Marius Nights, You'll be able to do that Dang. as well. I mean, that's honestly not a bad deal. Six parties. It isn't. And you're allowed to go in costume, <gasps> which is something they usually don't allow. They're only asking if you do go in some kind of holiday costume or getup, not to go around and asking people to take pictures or accepting requests to take pictures with other people, you know, that mm-hmm. are in the park. But, you know, when you go to the different parties with the characters in Disneyland, you're more than welcome to take photos with them in costume and kind of enjoy that experience. Wow. Yeah, you're right. This is the first time they've done any sort of like exclusive birthday. Uh, Not birthday. I don't know why I said birthday. Christmas. (laughs) It's Jesus' birthday. (laughs) There we go. His birthday party for a whole week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the the merriest nights it's it's really cool actually because i think everybody loves a good holiday themed party and like why not go to disney so you can just like fully you get slapped in the face with christmas when you're at <laughs> right, disney right exactly yeah so the parade that they have they will have the holiday parade on those five nights you know fireworks the whole shebang all holiday themes it's like Christmas overload. I love it. I'm Disney very tempted. Style. I am too. I mean, I'm kind of disappointed. It's only down to two nights already. And I mean, of course, people are complaining left and right that they need to open up more nights to make it available for more people. I don't know if they will or won't if they see how the ticket sales go and we get a little closer to November and December. But um, if they do open up more nights, I think I will then definitely jump on getting a ticket to experience you know i feel like they are going to open more nights i think this is like they're them testing the water like well let's let's just see Uh because maybe people are going to be like well i don't want any exclusive christmas party well you thought wrong (laughs) people want that and more They're low-key patronizing us. Like, if you really want more, sell out these first five And you got two of us holding on like, but you're going to drop more dates, right? (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Well, if you guys go to Disney Marius Nights, if you've picked up your ticket, let us know. Let us know which party uh, out of the six that Nikita mentioned you're most excited for and any sort of treats you're looking forward to because – I noticed they said on the website specifically they have obviously the holiday event merch, which we know people love buying, Mm -hmm. but they also have specialty holiday treats and eats, which is like that's I'm such a sucker for Disney food. I know. I know. I know. And that's the thing. I'm forget the party. I want the food. (laughs) Exactly. Give us the food. Santa who? Give me the cookies. (laughs) Right. Amazing. Well, should we move on to our main topics for today? 
Yes, let's get into it. October is here and we have some fun stuff coming up. We do. Up. We're talking in this one, not just our you know daily routines for the fall, but also a little movie preview that we get to talk about. Um, and like Nikita mentioned, this is our first episode this year in October. Because um, when you're listening to this, it'll be October 4th at the earliest. So I am already making the shifts and the changes to welcome fall and say goodbye to the summer and I just want to talk a little bit about like how I changed my routine for the summer because kind of living in LA we don't really get to experience seasons so how do we how do we do that you know how do we kind of embrace fall without experiencing the more cool seasons because literally yesterday was like 90 degrees plus Exactly. And it's, we've been in fall <laughs> for a little while. So how do you do that? So I kind of start with not just decorating the apartment, but setting the mood. So I went to Michael's and I bought a lot of fall scented candles and I'll start mm. lighting them, you know, at around sunset to kind of give the house that like autumn smell. And the next thing I do is I go into my closet and I kind of shift all of my hanging stuff, like anything that's tank tops or short sleeve, I shift it to the harder to reach part of the closet. <laughs> it's my way of saying, right. you guys go into hibernation, your time is over, and I put all the cozy sweaters up front. I think I may have jumped the gun on this one a little bit because I find myself reaching for like certain tank tops and I'm like, it's way in the back. I got it. I got to get <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's a little bit of that. And I've obviously been concocting my own fall flavor drinks at home. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed in the pandemic, I'm going to Starbucks way less. All my like stars or whatever points that you get in the rewards program, most of them have, have expired because I just Same. don't go as much because I can make it here at home. So I actually found this pumpkin. You know how Tazo has like that um, chai latte or chai tea concentrate in the little yes. like yes. you know fresh pack or whatever they call it? Uh, so I found one just... I don't even remember where. I think it was a Ralph's. It could have been Target, but it's a pumpkin spice chai tea mix concentrate. Mm, mm, Yeah. mm, And mm. I said, you're coming home with me. So I've been mixing that in. Usually I do like a matcha with a chai tea. So I've been doing a matcha with the pumpkin spice. Okay. It's it took a while to for me to get used to it actually, because I had this like pumpkin spice flavor in my head. And then when I tasted it, it was a little bit different, but I've been, you know, making it consistently. And I'm like, no, I, I really like this. It's got like a nice little cinnamony kick in there, a little pumpkin kick. And it's really great with uh, matcha. I haven't tried it in like a dirty chai situation, but I might okay. try that today. Yes, do. Please yeah. do. And then I'm trying to think some of the other stuff, um, aside from just like telling you guys I'm decorating, you know, my home and involve and trying to incorporate some of the fall colors into our decor. I think skincare is another thing that I've started to switch over. In the summer, I kind of do at nighttime, lighter layers, lighter moisturizers, and less layers. Like, you know, um, I'll do like eye cream, serum, moisturizer, or night cream, and then I'm done. Um, and in the yeah. nighttime out or for the autumn, I will do my usual eye cream, but I will tone serum. I actually layer two different serums on right now. One is like a clarifying for dark spots. And then one is just to you know, kind of lock in moisture. And then mm. I do a thicker. It's by CeraVe. It's like the nighttime cream. So I was not using that in the summer because I felt it was just too thick. Right, yeah. But the weather yeah. is starting to, maybe not cool, but it is, I feel it drier. Uh, so I kind of made that switch over along with, you know, changing the clothes, making the change in my closet to make the cozy stuff more accessible, even though I, you know, again, jumped the gun on that one. So that is essentially <laughs> the switch that I'm making in my life to start to embrace the fall because we don't really get that, like, California fall weather. It's not really a thing until like November and they before yeah, you know it's winter. Exactly. Right, right. It's like, okay, summer, 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 a week of autumn, and yeah. now it's Christmas. and you're yeah, after <laughs> Halloween, it's like Christmas. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome though. I love that. Do you have any plans for either pumpkin picking or apple picking or those kind of like autumn-y traditions or corn maze running around? I love that question. For years, I have wanted to go apple picking. 
I've never gone before. So I think, oh, have you no. gone? So every year, especially in New York, my mom went last weekend with my sister and they just sent me a bunch <gasps> of red delicious apples, pears, and apple cider donuts that I'm looking at. You are right so now. lucky. <laughs> Uh, they sent me a huge box filled with all of it. Oh my gosh! And it just brought back memories of apple picking every year when I was. And in a previous little. episode, you literally talked about the apple cider donuts. Right, right. And so Mama Francois hooked me yes, up. Yes, she week. did. I love that. So yeah, I'm gonna research some apple picking. Um, vin- not vineyards. I was gonna call it vineyard orchards. And uh, <laughs> you can't pick apples from a vineyard. I don't think. No, I don't not think really. so. Grapes, maybe. Um, so I want to look into that. I want to go to a pumpkin patch, not to bring home any pumpkin, because we stopped carving actual pumpkin a long time ago because it's super messy. Yeah, it is. It really is. Uh, yeah. But there's this thing that they do, and I don't remember if it's at. I want to say it's at the Pomona Fairplex, and if it's outdoors, I'll go. But they have this like huge jack o' lantern festival. Yeah, and it's a bunch of people who, um, I guess, uh, give their pumpkin that they've carved, like artistically carved. I'm not talking about like me at home trying to follow this like kiddish outline that I've drawn on my pumpkin. Mm -hmm. These are like they carve Darth Vader and baby Yoda and dragons. Oh, my god! Yeah, and they do layering. So some of the lights come through just faintly and some of the lights come through very, very bright. Uh, kind of like a gradient right. effect. Oh, that is so cool. I went, I think, four years ago, and I thought it was really cool. And, of course, the good part is everything smelled great because everything smelled like pumpkin. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. think I want to look into it. And if it's all outdoors again, I, I want to go and just I'll wear a mask, you know, and check it out. But right. apple picking is the priority because I've never gone. Okay. Okay. Do you Do it. have any tips? Pictures for apple picking like because you've gone so many times yeah um definitely you can you can look cute sure fine but wear sensible shoes so I think hiking boots riding boots or very good sneakers are definitely something you want to take into consideration heels I would not do or like you know little booties or no 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 (laughs) you're usually in dirt or grass and if you are more adventurous, like I used to be, I would climb the trees to get the apples at the top because those are usually the best because they're closer to the sun. So again, you want to have sensible shoes on. I think a flannel shirt is pretty standard for most people and you can dress that up and you know look nice um, in that way. But yeah, make sure you have good footwear. You don't want to be running around getting heels stuck in mud for no reason. Right. Yeah. Don't wear your expensive <laughs> shoes. Right, right. And also, um, I like to kind of plan ahead. So usually, I mean, it depends on the orchard, but in advance, you'll get the amount of bags that you think you'll need for all the apples and pears and whatever else the farm has to pick from. I like to allocate like what my favorite items are will usually fill up a bag in its entirety. And then some of the other things that I still like, but aren't as big of a fan of, I will section off. So I will do a full bag of red delicious apples, for example, and then another bag that's like half Granny Smith and half some other <laughs> another green apple, yeah, or or the other half are pears or something like that, and then um, that way I know in advance to ask as soon as you drive into the orchard. Yes, I only need two bags or three bags or four bags, and you can kind of gauge it that way. Some orchards they weigh everything afterward. So again, you do want to do a little bit of pre-planning for whichever spot you go to, what their policy and procedure is like. Some places are cash only, or, you know, you pay at the gate or you pay afterward, all that kind of stuff. You want to be prepared, especially with older farms that are more family owned. You know, they may have a store on site where you can buy things with a card, but maybe again, in the beginning, when you first drive in, it's only cash to pay for your bags and things like that. Great tips. I see. I didn't know any of that. Didn't know any of that before. Yeah. So definitely plan ahead, go on their website or call ahead if you can, just to get all that kind of information so you're not surprised like, oh, you don't take Apple Pay? Oops. <laughs> yeah, they've got like, Those yeah, like the, the good old register that like dings as they, you know, hit the to tally button. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like there's a pumpkin patch in uh, close to San Diego that I've gone to for the past two, three years here. 
and um, to park, you have to pay cash. As soon as you go in, they don't do not even like mobile, nothing. You have to pay cash. It's five dollars for parking for the day. But still, if you don't know that, you could be caught off guard, you know, driving in. Then you have to leave, find either a gas station or whatever and come back. It's a hassle, especially on weekends when it's super busy. Sometimes they'll wait to get into parking <gasps> like an hour. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this is the time of year That's for that. True. So some places get super, super busy. You could be waiting just to enter the parking area for anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. So make sure you have a mixture of cash, card, Apple Pay, all that stuff in advance so you're be good to prepared. go. Be prepared. Be prepared, folks. It. Thank you for all the tips. I will update you if I finally um, make it out to one of the orchards this year to, to do apple picking. Absolutely. Do it, do it, do it. Whether And you can honestly go by yourself, with family, with friends. It doesn't matter. This is the time of year to just have fun and enjoy the fall I festivities. love it. And we're going to jump from the apple orchard world to the movie world. Nikita got to see... To the movies. Oh, uh, to the movies. <laughs> you got to see a super cool film that I'm very much looking forward to. Talk to us about it. Yes. So this past week, I was honored to be invited by SAG-AFTRA to attend a screening of the upcoming film Spencer, starring Kristen Stewart. Um, It has been making its rounds in the festival circuit and getting some rave reviews, uh, predominantly for Kristen Stewart's performance. If you don't know Kristen Stewart, I don't know what to tell you. Go watch Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) You'll very soon learn about the fandom and those who have loved and adored her for many, many years. But um, in terms of the movie Spencer, this movie, uh, let me preface by saying it is what the director calls an upside down fantasy take on a real life tragedy. So I say that and I, the director put out this disclaimer to remind the audience that this movie is not a true story of the former princess Diana. It is a take on a very specific time in her life where she was considering leaving her husband who at the time was Prince Mm -hmm. Charles. And he made up kind of like where she might've been in terms of like headspace emotions and where she was in her life in a unique, very fantastical storytelling kind of way. So if you aren't familiar, I know a lot of people who are maybe in the younger generation may have only heard of Princess Diana. She was pretty much a trailblazer in her time as um, a member of the royal family over in the UK. She was very unique in that she was, while at first shy, she was outspoken about the way she wanted herself and her life to be seen and accepted by others, both in the public eye and in the royal family. She was untraditional in many, many ways, especially considering how long the British monarchy has been in existence in this world. For her to, even though technically she is a member, or I should say a descendant of nobility, she did come from a noble family. She, you know, came into a world where the expectations of how a royal should behave and act and do things was not in line with her more modern approach to life, which I think is amazing. She was a huge proponent for um, AIDS research and help, and she had a great reputation with charities for children all across the world, not just in the UK. And at the time, that was kind of unheard of for a royal. They kind of, for the most part, just stayed in their castle, did their thing, pop out for charitable events here and there and call it a day. But she was really visible, really hands-on. She would attend some of like charity events and whatnot, kind of commoner dress, you know, in regular clothes, jeans and a sweatshirt or, you know, things like that. And she really made it seem to a lot of people like she cared. And more than seeming like she did, I think she honestly wanted to set an example that, you know, just because she has a title and a crown and connections, she was still a human being like the rest of us people. And so all that being said, seeing Kristen Stewart, you know, without spoiling the movie, portray her was phenomenal. Um, luckily for us at the end of the screening, Kristen did come on stage and have a quick Q and a session. 
And she talked about how she spent six months working on her accent and just researching um, the late Princess Diana and all of the work she did and how she was able to kind of embody the sense that at the end of the day, Princess Diana did everything from a place of love. And she said how as soon as she made that connection, she would literally just walk on set and just feel that spirit of love come into her. And it just made the entire filming experience easy, breezy, and a wonderful experience where even she could feel the shift in dynamic with the crew from how she would be normally. And then as soon as she walked on set, how the dynamic would change because you could just feel that vibe. And it, she said it kind of felt a little like woo-woo, like Princess Diana's spirit was there. But that that was something she was so honored to do. And it, it comes through on the screen, especially scenes where she's with um, her actors who are Prince Harry and Prince um, William when they were younger. Um, the camaraderie and relationship you see on screen felt so genuine and natural and loving. You could tell she was a fierce mama bear that was very protective of them. And I highly recommend, if you like period pieces, for sure you will enjoy this. But even if you haven't, if you are familiar with Princess Diana, her story, and her unfortunately tragic uh, passing, I think it'll definitely shed a light into where she may have been in her uh, thought processes and way of being um, back in, in her life when she had her little ones and was doing her thing and trying to pave her way and establish her uniqueness and independence in a world that is very much so, no, follow tradition, tradition, tradition. So I highly recommend seeing it. Um, I think it's it's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I know it's doing very well in terms of critic reviews. So go, go see it. It comes out in November, I think November 3rd, no, November 5th. So yeah, and it's 90% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, so I highly recommend high it. High score. Yeah. Amazing. I love everything you just said. I'm very much looking forward to the film. I've seen the two trailers that they've got out, and I thought that Kristen in a lot of the scenes really, really, really looked a lot like Diana. She definitely captured, you know, because it's more than just looking like you know, Princess Diana, because there's a lot of help with the hair and makeup department and wardrobe right. and the camera angles, but you have to emulate her physically. And I know Kristen is mm -hmm. definitely much shorter than uh, Diana. Diana is tall. Like, uh, that's why I was so excited when I heard that Elizabeth Debicki was going to be playing her because I was like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, they're both tall, beautiful women. That's great. But Kristen has this her acting is very versatile and I know some people kind of rag on her for like her, you know, she was very young for her twilight acting, but I thought, you know, that that was the character and she was also younger. And I think she's definitely explored so many different types of films and she doesn't really have a genre that she sticks to. I feel like she kind of, if she connects with the script, she finds it fun or she wants to tell that story. She does it. And I think she does it really, really well. Um, so I'm really happy to hear that your experience with the film is very positive and that you got to see a Q&A. Like, how cool was that? It was absolutely amazing. And it's, it's funny you brought that up because I had forgotten about it. She did talk about the fact that, um, you know, she looks taller on screen and even the interviewer was saying like, you know, watching it, it was uncanny, which I felt also watching the film you would never guess there was a height difference. Yes, camera angles and you know heels and things like that played a part in it. But the way she embodied that character, she again alluded to the fact that when she walked on set, she felt that shift in her vibe and her spirit. She felt herself feel taller and be taller. She said it was a very unique and amazing experience for her. And there's no denying that because just watching it on screen, you could see that. And her growth as a performer, as an actress is... Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. I thought she did a wonderful job. And the little bit of Oscar buzz that's, you know, going around right now for her, based on what I saw, absolutely well-deserved. If she wins the Oscar for that performance, I will have no qualms about that because I think it's it's her due to receive an award for Ah, that. amazing. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, the trailer is charged with a lot of emotion. 
Um, and, and sort of the, her experience, you can just see, you know, it's really telling the story from her POV. And I know this is kind of an Mm -hmm. imagining of that weekend. Um, so a lot of it is, is potentially fiction, I guess, based on, based on, I guess, conversations that actual people connected to Diana have had. So I'm very curious to see what kind of story they tell. And of course, ready for the performance. And then thirdly, ready for the fashion in the movie. Fashion is... I mean, a dream. The costume department on Spencer did a fantastic job. I mean, even if you don't know anything about Princess Diana, again, if you do some research, just in her wardrobe, she was a bit of a trendsetter as well. She wore um, not just British designers, she wore French designers in her in her time, which again was like, why are you doing that? No, no, no. <laughs> but she was like, hey, if it looks good, huh? <laughs> She, you know, she was a a power, a force. And again, in the movie, all of her outfits were beautiful, beautiful. I love it. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's great. So go ahead and go see Spencer when it comes out on November 5th this year in theaters. And with that, we're going to go ahead and move on to our final segment of today's episode. And that is our shout out corner. This can be anything from small brand shout out to the favorite product that we're using to a, a favorite snack. We love a good food talk here in the shout out mm-hmm. corner. And so with that, I'm going <laughs> to kick it over to Nikita for some food talk. Yes. So last night I had the opportunity to check out Le Grand or maybe Le Grande. I don't know. We'll say say, say uh, both ways so we can get it right in both. Le Grand Grande Cafe in Pasadena, which was unique in that it is one side pizzeria and other side kind of your typical American restaurant fare, such as burgers, fries, and all that jazz. But I went the route of pizza, which I typically don't do here in SoCal because I'm usually disappointed because it's never like New York pizza. But I have to say, it was pretty, pretty, pretty good. I don't know if they've done their research by traveling yonder to New York or Chicago or wherever, but the the pizza at uh, Le Grand or Grande Cafe was absolutely delicious. I had pepperoni with goat cheese, and it was so, so, so good. Yum. Flavorful. The dough was cooked perfectly where the crust was nice and light and fluffy, but not super thin or falling apart on the bottom when you picked it up or anything like that. And it rose to a very nice height. It wasn't a flat pizza. It was absolutely delicious. Um, and they have a great beer and wine selection as well. So if you are a drinker, you'll find plenty of beers and wines to select from their menu. Or if you don't want pizza at all, they also had a variety of burgers, fries. They have a kid's menu. So this is definitely family friendly. Don't let the beer and wine aspect throw you off. So if you have little ones that want to go, bring them along as well. And then they do have, I guess it's a nod to if it's in fact called Le Grande. They have tacos from their grill section. They have vegetarian, tuna, swordfish, rib tacos, and steak tacos. I definitely need to go back so I can dig into the menu a little bit more and have a try on some of these other items. But from what I saw, experienced, and ate last night, I highly recommend. Amazing. I always love when you introduce us to a new restaurant uh, that I didn't know about before because I've lived close to Pasadena for years. And this is the first time I'm hearing of this <laughs> this place. Uh, like, how did I miss that? Yeah. I mean, it's great. They have a parking garage right next door. First 90, 90 minutes are free. After that, it is $2, $2 every oh, that's hour not horrible. So yeah, and honestly, if you're going for lunch, I want to say you'll be in and out within that 90 minutes, so you'll get your free parking. Even if you do go over two hours isn't, I mean, $2 isn't that bad. And how's the seating? Seating was plentiful, especially considering I went at 7 p.m. on a Friday night, seated immediately. However, it is a two-part restaurant, so the Le Grande side that I went into Again, seating was no issue. We were seated right away. But the other side, which is just the pizzeria, so if you want to go just for pizzas, you can go to the other side of the restaurant. That one had an hour-long <gasps> wait. Why? 
It had very limited seating on that side, a little bit of outdoor, a little bit of indoor seating for just the pizzeria side, but the wait was very, very long. Whoa, that's really interesting. I know. It kind of, I feel like if you, well, now you know, because you're listening to the podcast, but if you want pizza, go over to La Grande and if you're comfortable, see, you know, sitting and eating on that side. Get your pizza that way. Otherwise, you'll have to wait an hour on the regular pizzeria side for yeah, your pizza. Yeah, yikes. For an hour, yeah, definitely take the other route if you just want to get your pizza and put the goodness in your right. tummy. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait to check this place out because I know it's it's not too far away. Um, all the selection sounds great, and I love that they have like a wide variety from sort of your, your, your uh, heavier dinners, kind of like the ribs – yeah, uh, the the what is it? The short ribs, prime ribs, ribeye, mm-hmm. yeah, Salmon. things like that. But mm-hmm. they also have like breakfast, and it says rise and shine all day. Yeah, Ooh, I love me a good breakfast at nighttime. I'm weird. <laughs> no, I am the same. There are some evenings where it's just like I want a nice, big, hearty American style breakfast, right? Uh. And you're just like, what's wrong with me? But also okay. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the cravings. Exactly. Do what your stomach tells you. Oh, amazing. I love right. that. I'm hungry. I haven't had coffee uh, or breakfast. I've got a little bit of tea uh, sitting next to me, and that's about it. So I, I am – my appetite is wet. Yes. <laughs> and then for my pick this week, so I was talking about how I didn't sleep that well last night. I woke up right before like and just like sat there for like an hour and a half two hours um and there's this one thing that i've been using that has been helping me stay asleep through the night and ironically i didn't use it last night Uh, maybe that is the reason uh but i found out about this new it's new to me i don't think it's new on the market but it is called the nod pod n-o-d-p-o-d and essentially is a weighted blanket for your eyes and you know how the weighted blanket has been you know a huge thing it, it a lot of people really like it because it helps them sleep mm-hmm. uh so they decided they wanted to do this but for a sleep mask and you know typically the sleep mask it's got an elastic and then you put you know the part the mask part on your eyes and then right. you hook the elastic over your head kind of maybe a little bit over your ears and it blocks out mm-hmm. the light. For me, I have a couple of those masks and they're great. They usually slip off, but then my ears also kind of hurt on the side in the morning. Yeah, same. So this one is actually strap free. And because of the filling that they use for the weight in the mask, it actually stays on your face, even if you're a side sleeper. So the knot pod comes oh. with like four, I want. I don't want to call them pockets. I'll call them pods. Their four pots are filled with little beads or whatever it may be that's weighed. And they say to use the last two on the left or right, depending on which side you sleep. And because it's strap-free, you can just let the tail of it hang. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it stays on your eyes. And the pressure is just right. Because I thought, oh, what if it's like too heavy for my face? And I feel like right. um, it actually helps you sleep. Like I could be out in like five minutes if I put it on. What magic is Isn't this? it? It's crazy. And there's two sides of the material on the outer material. There's like a micro fleece, micro, uh, what is that called? Where it's, it's, uh, hold on, let me look it up real quick. Like microfiber? Yes, or... exactly that. So I'm going to just pull up one of the products so I can read it to you. Okay, so one side, yes, it's the microfiber fleece. So in the wintertime, like when it gets cooler, I would use that side because it can keep everything kind of warm if you get cold. And then they have the jersey cotton side, which stays cool almost all night. So it doesn't it doesn't make your face sweat. Ah, uh, right. And they right. make it, you know, strap free because the tails just kind of hang. So if, you know, when you're, once you're actually asleep and if it rolls out to the side, since it's weighed, it's not going to go anywhere. It'll be right next to you when you wake up and you need it again. But on the tail end of the uh, nod pod, there is actually a little slit and you can pull the corner of the other end through if you really feel like you want that, that secureness. Uh, I haven't felt the need to use that function at all, but I've read in the reviews that some people will wear it kind of if they are sitting on the couch and they have like a migraine headache, 
they'll pull the tails through that little slit hole and wear it and alleviates their headache because it hugs your head. Interesting. Right, right. So I highly recommend this. this. It was sent to me in a PR package. Um, Apple TV Plus has a show called Foundation. So it was one of the items in the PR kit. And I tried it. I was very interested. And I tried it. And I was like, this is magic. And go figure, I didn't use it last night. And then I couldn't sleep through the night. And that's the night you couldn't sleep. Go figure. (laughs) Now I'm addicted. They come in all these. Right. (laughs) I'll never make that mistake again. Last night were the withdrawals. For yeah, not like, where is my dog pod? A uh, very important thing is you should not put this. If you if you end up getting one, don't put it in the microwave. The little beading material on the inside mm. will melt, so you don't want to do that. Um, you can put it in the washing machine on a delicate cycle, but you cannot put it in the dryer because the same thing as putting in the microwave. You'll melt the things okay. inside, and it's not cheap. Um, it's affordable, but it's not cheap. It's $34, uh, and I think it's worth its money in what it can do for you. Um, so basically, you'd wash it on delicate in the washing machine, and then you just lay it out to dry. And I think you can put it in the freezer if you have, like, that migraine headache and you need a little. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I read that in the little booklet. So I really like it's this. Very cool. It's very uh, Yeah, like, in, indeed, exactly what you said. It's really cool. I can't believe – I never knew about a weighted eye mask until now, and I'm happy I it, that now it's in my life. Yes, <laughs> and tonight now you will put it on a hundred percent. Go to sleep a hundred percent. Stay asleep. <laughs> yeah, it blocks the light. It keeps you, you know, it, it gives you that that I don't know what it is about the pressure on your eyes that just makes you feel comforted. But I feel better when I have right. it. On. So exactly, highly recommend. And with that, I think that ends our episode 61, you guys. Woohoo! We did it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And as you know, the Geek and Glitter podcast is everywhere, wherever you can download podcasts. So that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, basically wherever. And hey, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, just scroll down and hit that little rating button. We'd love to get some more rating for the podcast. It takes two seconds. You don't even need to write a review if you don't feel like typing. Um, but if you want to put in a few words, we would love to hear what you thought of, uh, what you think of our podcast. And of course, we're hosted on Anchor, which means you can leave a voicemail on the Anchor app that we can listen to and include on a future episode. Any questions, concerns, you want tips on extra things, whatever things, pets, fashion, beauty, movies, uh, you can email us at geekandglitter at gmail.com. That's geek, the letter N, glitter at gmail.com. And of course, Nikita, thank you as always for your time this Saturday. Where can everybody find you? I am on Instagram at Nikita.Francois and everywhere else at Nikita Francois. And you can find me at my name at Wendy Lee Zaney. That's uh, Wendy Lee S-Z-A-N-Y on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to follow Geek and Glitter on social media, we are at Geek, the letter N, Glitter. Uh, so it's Geek and Glitter. Or you can just visit the website, www.geekandglitter.com, which I will be posting the Urban Decay Eternals uh, collection fairly soon once I do the swatches. So keep Woo-hoo. your eyes peeled for that. And we will chat with you guys next week on the Geek and Glitter podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye.